Welcome to The Fix Podcast. On our show, we talk about changes to your daily habits to improve your quality of life, not just for yourself, but your family as well. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Robeck. Let's get started. Today, we have Daniel Lafada on the show with us on Fix Body Group's podcast, and I've been looking forward to having her on our program. Uh, today is the day, and the reason why it's important for her to be here is so she can help us understand um, lab values and how to make appropriate changes based on the markers that we get from these blood tests. Um, we use Danielle uh, in our office when cases become challenging and it kind of goes beyond maybe our scope. And uh, she is a specialist. She's worked with the San Francisco Giants. She currently works with the uh, Phoenix Suns and she has worked with uh, the U.S. men's soccer team in the past. You may ask, why do I need a performance dietitian if I'm a 45-year-old female or 55-year-old male that's a golfer um, that just wants to get out there on weekends? But the reality is both Danielle and I, uh, you know, we treat some of the elite athletes of the world. However, majority of our patient base and our population are, um, I don't want to say average citizens, but people just like you and me just trying to get ahead and may have confusions in life about how to take care of themselves. And so Danielle is here to make sure that she can clear up any misconceptions and give us advice and information so we can actually use this and move forward in a better direction. So we're going to start off today. Welcome, Danielle. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're a wealth of information. I really appreciate you spending time today with us uh, so we can share this information to the masses. Um, first thing we're going to talk, talk about are um, the confusion wrapped around lab results. So typically somebody will go to the doctor, their doctor, they'll go to their general practitioner, they'll get blood drawn and labs will come back. Um, sometimes labs will be shared, the values will be shared, but oftentimes they'll just say, no, everything's in the normal range. Uh, but people will often say, I don't feel normal. Something's not right, but my labs are normal. And uh, one of the big tests that we uh, doctors will prescribe is like uh, the blood fats and the cholesterol panel. Very important test. And it's very important for us to know how to make some changes in our, in our behavior pattern to make changes to those lab results without using medication. So Daniel, can you start by uh, talking about this panel so we can get some good information about it and make sure we know how to make some changes to it? Yes, of course. So again, I want to say I'm really happy to be here and talk about this topic. I do want to point out, I know I'm not a, a doctor, so I can't diagnose, I can't treat, but from a nutritional standpoint, that's how I'm going to come after these labs. Because a lot of the diseases that we have right now uh, in our world, 80, 90% of them can be corrected through diet and lifestyle. So as Sean brought up, let's talk about the lipid panel or our cholesterol panel. So we get our HDL, we get our LDL, and we can just go on a statin. And that's fine. But some of our LDL markers, right, we consider it the very, very simplified way of saying it, our quote unquote bad cholesterol. Well, now we've learned, and I learned this back in school over 15 years ago, there are different sizes of that LDL, low density lipoprotein cholesterol, again, AKA bad cholesterol. And a lot of our traditional doctors are still not looking at all those different sizes. There's very easy uh, simplification breakdown of them, LDL one, two, three, and four. And some statins don't affect um uh, some of those particles. And so what we want to do is what can we do to come in with a uh, diet to help 
get that down and also with inflammation. So a lot of times we want to go right after those uh, particles, that LDL, when indirectly we also want to look at inflammation. So some inflammation markers, which are becoming a problem um, with insurance and getting it covered are homocysteine and another one called CRP or C-reactive protein. So I come in and I want to see those inflammatory markers along with the cholesterol because then I want to make recommendations on you know, what are we doing to manage and mitigate stress? Right. And then how are we doing that with food and how are we doing that with exercise and other lifestyle changes? Right. To clear up LDL, uh, bad cholesterol. Yep. HDL. We would consider quote unquote good cholesterol. Think of HDL as your garbage truck. That's what picks up the unused LDL that's been delivered by um, that's been delivered to, um, certain cells and, and where we need it and whatever isn't being used. We want a lot of that HDL high density lipoprotein. So think of one, one, think of your HDL as your reverse, um, transport, right? It's your garbage truck. It's going to pick things up and it's going to take it back to the liver to be excreted. So the other thing with the HDL is they're also, we want the we want them big and buoyant, meaning the size of a basketball. Mm-hmm. And then with the LDL, which, cause we need cholesterol, but problem is we are either making too much of it or consuming foods that are causing us to produce too much of it. And that big basketball HDL garbage truck can't, doesn't, is just overwhelmed and can't clean up quick enough. Then, uh, the LDL, we can, as I talked about looking at them in four different, um, we have four different particles of HDL subcategories. You can look at those. I call them angry little, there are two, two of them. I consider them angry little pinballs. Mm -hmm. They're, they're easily, um, what we call oxidized, right? Like rust on a nail, that's oxidation that can happen to these little, and they're small. So then if we start to get little cracks in our, our arterial wall lining, right? Blood vessel wall lining the, and then they get angry or they become inflamed. They cause a problem. Now the, uh, there are other two LDLs. They're a little bit bigger. Maybe those would be more of a, a golf ball or maybe even a little bit bigger than that, like the size of a softball. Mm-hmm. So we kind of look at um, how much of these particles we have floating around. We want to look at their role and what they do. And then we want to look at their individual size, kind of understand how they can cause issues within our system. So you can have big particles or small particles. Small mm-hmm. particles get stuck in the cracks and create wreak havoc. Yes. Big particles flow through, do the job. And we need cholesterol. So it's not like let's, we need cholesterol in our body. Yes. We need cholesterol for our cell membranes. Yes. So there is, um, that brings us full circle to what type of testing should we get and how do we read it and who should be reading it and what should the patient know? Yes. Yes. So you want to find right an astute doctor, maybe one that's progressive. I work out of, um, uh, an office at Shea and Scottsdale road, um, essential family health and wellness. And I love working with the, the DO there, the natro, um, the, the nurse practitioner, as well as the physician's assistant. They're amazing. They, We'll go, they'll do the traditional cholesterol that we all know about. We get our LDL, our HDL, total cholesterol and triglycerides, but they also run that uh, newer test, newer, it's been out for 15, 20 years, that actually looks at the breakdown of these particles. So ideally that's what I suggest. And I suggest that to all my clients is we want to try to get that breakdown because we want to see what is going on and also getting the inflammation markers. Cause maybe we don't have to go after the cholesterol and we can work on making some small changes to the diet to help get the inflammation down. And also 
we started talking about stress, um, you know, sometimes why is LDL cholesterol high? Is it high because we're eating too much saturated fat? or we don't have enough fiber, or we're not getting um, any type of exercise, or is it because of stress? We're learning now how much stress um, does a number on our bodies and we can have high cholesterol because of stress. So maybe we don't need that statin. Maybe we can look at other factors to help decrease that stress. Again, breathing techniques, exercise, food, because the body doesn't recognize uh, the type of stress, it just knows that it's stress. So it could, you could be active. That is a, that's stress on the body, right, Sean? And yep. you can also, or environmental, you know, are you around a lot of chemicals, a lot thing, things of that nature. So I think it's looking for the right um, doctor or asking them say, Hey, I want to break down. I want to look at, they call it, um, you want to look at your particle size and you want to look at the number of particles floating around in the blood, along with the traditional total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, and triglycerides. And then, um, which is what I, myself and, um, my, the other medical practitioners I work with out of the doctor's office like to do. And to go, uh, to take a couple steps back, the inflammatory markers that you're looking for is homocysteine and C-reactive protein. Yeah, to keep it simple, there are definitely more, but those are definitely two good ones to start with. Got it. Now, from an insurance standpoint, I know insurance is cutting back on getting it run, but it's also, and then you, we can even, which would transition us into um, thinking about micronutrients or the vitamins and minerals, right? Ever, we're always talking about carbs, proteins, fats, but what about the smaller nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, the B vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K, um, things like iron, magnesium that help to break down our food, that help to manage stress, that help to can keep inflammation uh, low. We want to look at those because a lot of um, homocysteine, I've seen it um, being corrected with getting uh, certain B vitamins and other vitamins in better status. And we can get that homocysteine marker down, which is a marker of inflammation and, you know, cardiovascular disease risk. And that's the importance of you being on today. We're talking about cholesterol, LDL, HDL, statins, homocysteine, C-reactive protein, inflammatory markers, micronutrient testing. I mean, if I was a listener right now, I'd be like, punch out, check out, I'm done. I'm lost. I'm confused. I'm moving on with my day. Mm -hmm. And so we're here to clarify all the craziness associated with it. And also to help people understand that there are people that really care about making optimal changes to the body and to help people navigate that journey. So when we actually retest and we retest because we're looking for that change based on dietary changes, lifestyle changes, and who knows, potentially, um, I don't want to say getting people off of medication, but hopefully getting people off of harmful medication because of these lifestyle and dietary changes. Mm -hmm. So let's go full circle. If somebody is like, I think I'm inflamed, there are tests, there is testing out there that can be done from either a basic level or a very advanced level as mm -hmm. well. And it's not your job to understand these huge words. It's our job to understand these words, but to be able to explain it to you in detail. So you know what you need to do to make these changes. Mm -hmm. So next time you test, we can see a better value. Mm -hmm. What do you think about what's your, um, I don't want to say theory, but what's your method of retesting and when does that take place and how do you typically do it? Yeah. So there are many different ways. I think you can retest if, if you do make those diet and lifestyle changes, retesting your cholesterol in about two to three months is a really good, uh, 
a good rule of thumb. And we should always be retesting. Uh, I've been using, for instance, you know, I've been using a micronutrient test for 12 years and I really encourage everybody at least once a year, get this test done. Cause as you're doing things, you want to know it's your, um, checks and balances, right? Are, is your, um, idea, like maybe you switched to a keto diet. Did that make your cholesterol worsen? Did it make it better? You know, maybe you did change to more of a Mediterranean style diet where lots of more fruits and vegetables, leaner cuts of meat, red meat only a couple times a month. Did that help you? So this is your way of saying, Hmm, you know, I started exercising a little bit more. What way are my markers going? Are they going up or down? And that's your way of, making sure you're doing, you're on the right track and hopefully can also be a little bit of motivation, like, oh, this is working and I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of misinformation or misunderstanding because medical doctors are busy. They get the basic blood work and then they come in and they, they share it probably, you know, if your cholesterol is high, it'll be like, your cholesterol is high. I think it'd be smart. You're in your forties. We need to get you on a statin. We all know that's what it's, arguably the most prescribed drug in our country now. Mm -hmm. um, and we all know that there's a lot of um, side effects to statins. Mm -hmm. And so it shouldn't be just a go-to. I was on a, a restart call with the client and we were going over lab values and they were concerned about their cholesterol level and they were in the upper hundreds. Um, not to go into much detail, but they had their HDL was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And it was like, does that person need to be on a statin? Sometimes uh, they just may be prescribed that medication because it's a coverall and that's not acceptable, which is why there's people like you looking at the details, looking at the particle size of LDL, looking at HDL and then seeing what's actually in the blood and is our blood okay? Or do we need to make some adjustments to it? But we certainly should start with some lifestyle changes before we start to put in chemicals to modify these lab results. And so I'd like to dive into that as saying, you know, Labs can look really good if we're taking drugs or medication to cover up what's really happening in the body. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that journey with your client? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I do want to back up first. And when we're talking about any of these drugs and statins, you know, back when I was in school, drugs were just to help people get over the hump and get them on a path to as a reset, a way to help. And now it's like, oh, just go on it and be on it for the rest of your life. Now, some of us, yes, we need to be, I don't want to say that you all need to talk to your doctors about these things, but, and, and I bring that up because I had a conversation a while back with some pharmacists. Uh, we were reviewing a micronutrient test. And I said that, and I was like, well, you know, metformin or, or this drug, we're supposed to work on diet, lifestyle, and a medication in order to help, you know, decrease risk factors, get them feeling better so they can get on the right path. And they were like, oh no, no, they're supposed to be, I'm like, really, we know the side effects with some of these drugs. Yeah. So definitely always talk about it, you know, with your doctor, but I'm, I'm on the school of thought and I've seen it. So I've seen it that we can, you know, decrease the amount or, um, yeah, in, in get to a better spot, but you got to have the diet and the lifestyle to go with it. Okay. So then, sorry. Can I, so, take a step, can I take a step back? Because I want to just clarify two things. One, when Daniel says, make sure you talk to your doctor, um, make sure you talk to your, the right doctor uh, and yes. make sure you don't make sure you talk to the, it's not your doctor's fault. If they don't have time to spend with you, it's, it's because of our healthcare system. It's not, has nothing to do with your doctor. They're stuck in the system and they don't want to be, but this is what they have to do on a daily basis and see volumes of patients. And they can't sit there for an hour with you to talk about your, your, um, the fat in your blood. So if you find a doctor uh, that is able to listen to you and sit down and educate you, 
you're going to be on a long, um, a great path for uh, health for a lifetime. And I think that's really important. So when you say talk to your doctor, find the right one and talk to that person. Yes. And I say that too. And one that also I see thing I I see better outcomes when the doctors are collaborating together and they work with someone like myself, a registered dietitian, right? And we all like I have a working knowledge of these labs because I should because I there is research that certain foods and doing certain things can help to get these markers back in bay so or back into the right spot. So I have a working knowledge of all this stuff because I need to in order to help my client, you know, reach reach their results and, and what they need. So also to finding a, that's what we call into this new movement of integrative and functional nutrition where doctors are, um, you know, they all talk with each other and then they also, uh, pull in other specialties and other practitioners like myself. Um, thank you for that. I would, at this point, people may be listening and will want to look you up since you're, we're in, in, the studio together. Do you mind sharing your Instagram or how they can uh, source you? Yeah. So my website is, um, dbnutrition.net. Uh, D is in Danielle, B is in boy nutrition.net. I'm not too active on my, uh, social media. I know in this day and age, it's probably a no, no to grow, to grow your business, but I think my Instagram is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Danielle LAF. RD. Some of the most caring, empathetic practitioners have the worst social media pages and some of the worst people sharing the most, the worst information and the misinformation and the marketing advice have the best pages and, and the most followers. So let's make a change, Danielle, get your information out there and we'll work on it together because it's uh, people like you that really care about getting people better selfishly because they see a different path and a journey for client. Um, it's, um, it's just our, it's our mission and our purpose to get, to be able to attack the masses. The, uh, let's talk micronutrients. Um, some people may say, I take a, I take a multivitamin. I should be good. Mm. So there is a, and I think there again, marketing information, right? Mm -hmm. Flintstone vitamins. And we're going to, we, um, let's get into that. The importance of micronutrient testing and how you can make a change to the body. Yes. Right so you're going to have to reel me in here. Cause I I've been using micronutrient testing, looking at vitamins and minerals and you know, the building blocks of, of protein, your amino acids for over 12 years. And I disclaimer, I consult for a company called Spectracell laboratories. They've been around for just over 30 years and they look at those, those smaller nutrients, the micronutrients and how they get into your cell. And that's important because the cell is where the majority of metabolism happens. And so when we go to the doctor and we get our, we look at our sodium or potassium, or we get some of that information, that's the, um, that's just the nutrients that are floating around in the blood that could be helpful, um, in, in certain sects, but we also want that next step of how are those nutrients getting in into the cell to help your thyroid you know, run optimally to help keep cholesterol. Cause there are some nutrients that are uh, related to cholesterol and can help to keep our cholesterol down. So, and there are many other companies out there that are doing this micronutrient testing as well. And you can relate them. So you can relate some of these micronutrients to inflammation. So if our vitamin D is low, we are going to have a harder time battling inflammation. Um, they also look at a fat on this micronutrient test. Same thing. When I see that uh, certain um, fat marker go abnormal, I start to see, I can tell that there's inflammation. And now 
I'm getting pretty, um, over the years, I've gotten a little bit, I can look at somebody's tests and I can think, Hmm, oh, they might have, they've got fatigue or they've, they're really under a ton of stress and they're dealing, they're having a hard time managing their anxiety or they're having a insomnia or a disrupted sleep pattern. And a lot, 90% of the time, everyone comes back. Yes. You know, how do you see that over the time you can see all these micronutrients and how they support all the different systems in, in our body. And that comes with experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I consult with other practitioners like other doctors, MDs, chiropractors that run this test because it's, it looks at 31 different um, vitamins of 31 different nutrients, let's just say. And so all you got to memorize, and I still don't know all the pathways that all those vitamins are um, involved in, in order to help our systems run at eight cylinders versus when you're abnormal in them, they're going to, it's going to run at two cylinders. Mm Mm-hmm. That um, I think that's a really important thing for people to understand. It's it's not about what's floating around in your blood. It's how can we get these nutrients into our cells so we can function optimally. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for summarizing that. The uh, and currently you're using SpectraCell as your go-to for the micronutrient testing. Yes, uh, and it comes down to experience to be able to read these. I mean, you on these tests when you when the the client gets it back, it'll show you. It'll actually gives you a really good description of what you're low in mm-hmm. uh, and how that can affect your body. However, how they all come together and how and the changes you make with your client and then you see them improve physiologically, not just from the results of the values, but you see them actually improve. Um, then you know that your efforts, are coming together mm-hmm. for a solution. And now you know how to kind of be a little bit of a chemist and be a, a quote unquote doctor to be able to play this game to help your client. But, you know, in the beginning, I'm sure it's a lot of numbers and you're kind of trying to create that formula. And over 12 years, you've, you're getting to the point of mastery. Yes. Cause it comes down to, and seeing the pattern. So just like we were talking about our regular labs, granted, we only scratch the surface talking about cholesterol, but I, I want to look at a bunch of different markers because I want to see patterns. Sometimes a one-off might just be that it might just be an anomaly. It just might be high or low for whatever reason. And that's again, why we want to keep up on our physicals and, and get, you know, retested at least once a year to see if anything is moving or if there is something abnormal, make a few changes and uh, small changes and, uh, and, and go from there. Now for you, what's really exciting. I mean, to be a performance dietitian for some of the most elite athletes in the world, and like looking at their values and their labs and making recommendations for them mm-hmm. is completely different than making a recommendation for, let's say a female that's 45 has a difficulty falling asleep, getting out of bed in the morning, constipated, brain fog, irritable, um, and not having any answers to what's actually happening. Um, that's a juggling act. That's like, paranoid schizophrenia at times. It's like, how do you go bounce back and forth between that? Yes. But at the same time, they're still, they're still not, you know, I have athletes, they're constipated. They're not sleeping well at night. They have a hard time waking up in the morning. It's really not that much different. You just take, uh, I'm just talking to an athlete in a different way. We need to focus meal timing and their nutrition and their supplementation and everything around more of their performance parameters. But I can extrapolate all that and I can work with general population experiencing, you know, the same things. Well, the symptoms I mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's a thyroid thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. Right. Um, I'm sure, you know, 
you have to be a specialist when people come in with these symptoms and say, what should we test? And so if you had somebody coming in with those symptoms, what would you do? Yeah. So if I see, if I happen to see blood work before I'm able to meet with somebody, I'll also, yeah, having all that, the, the blood work from the doctors is, is really important because then I can see where we want to go. And, you know, some, unless you have thyroid, is it thyroid or is it something going on at the gut? You know, because there's a lot of that gut brain connection, um, that can really start to rear its ugly head on how bad things can be. So we, I dig a little bit deeper and trying to get to the root cause. So if it is thyroid, is it because something's going on at the gut for an, as an example, you know, and some, again, sometimes uh, cholesterol to tie it all back in is the cholesterol high because the thyroid is off. And so all these things, so you start to, um, finding those practitioners, um, you know, if this is what you want to do, you can start to peel the layers and look for what's going on in order to get to the root cause of, and where the system is faulty, right? Where that electrical switch is just, um, misfiring or misconnected. That's right. And for listeners that may be frustrated, you can see how they're, it's, it's mandatory to have an integrated team approach. So when um, there is confusion or another scope of practice needs to come in to evaluate these results, we have, we have that team to be able to dive in and, and dissect what's actually happening uh, in comparison to simply having a coverall blanket statement saying you're in a normal range. You mm -hmm. should feel fine. It's yes. a natural process of aging You're yes. in your forties. Now this is what it's like. You know, you bring up a really good point. Cause a lot of us nowadays, gosh, I even have some friends right now. They're struggling and they're going into the doctor and all their labs, their, their labs are within normal range. Right. But they might be on the higher end or lower end. So this new idea and movement of integrative and functional medicine, they're looking at your lab ranges in a little bit tighter and saying, okay, well, and they're also trying to not just treat the labs and the symptoms, but, you know, treating the client and, and figuring out, okay, why are asking you those questions to get, get down? I have a girlfriend, uh, and she's been dealing with a lot. She's been told by her doctors, you know, that she's crazy or whatnot. And it took her two years to figure out she has mast cell activation syndrome and post-orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And come to find out it was from um, a tick bite, not Lyme, but the other disease that you get from a tick bite and exposure to mold. Got it. And so they're working on all these things. And, and again, it's, she went, she found a doctor that was, lo you know, looking at all her ranges in a little bit at a, in a different way. That's right. Because they're. There are, there, you have your basic lab, your, your basic range, and then you have what's, you know, your optimal range. And what I think um, is con disconcerting is that we have these ranges based on blood tests and averages and values that come from sick people. When people go to the hospital, they get their blood drawn. And these ranges are based on those people getting their blood drawn because you being a healthy individual are not going into the hospital, which means you can't, your blood can't be analyzed and a range can't be set. Mm -hmm. So most of these ranges are set as a result of less than healthy people getting their blood drawn and then doing an analysis and average based on those, that demographic of people. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in a range of the people that have to go to the hospital to get their blood drawn. We want to be in an optimal range. We want to be in a range where the healthy individual is getting their blood drawn and there's averages based off of that. Exactly. And when I'm 60, I want to feel like I feel right now, which mm -hmm. is mid forties. And there's ways to do that with the right testing and with looking at labs in a different way, which is optimizing 
your yes. results. Yes. And then bringing that back to nutrition, you know, looking at what those labs are and where things can be helped, like white blood cells can be, um, I want to look at if they're off, I want to look at zinc. I want to look at vitamin D. I want to look at vitamin B6. You know, you'll get, um, you may not have even seen it, but there's a marker called albumin and that looks at, it's a protein status marker and there's total protein. And so that can also, so I can, we can look at, is there, um, you know, we have enzymes, right. That help to break down our food and whatnot. So, uh, especially protein. So are those enzymes not functioning or is there something going on? Or are we not eating enough protein? Sometimes we're getting, I'm going, we're going way over here, but it could be the basic of, are you eating enough and are you spreading it out throughout the day? So a lot of these markers that doctors draw, they can be related to our nutrition. Right. Um, that was a lot of information and is there anything else you want to share that we may have skipped over? Uh, well, we did start talking about last thing. It is a lot of information. I guess we did start talking about, you know, stress and, and, and thyroid and we touched on it briefly. So don't forget about your GI system. You know, um, when I work with clients, we get to know each other real well. We'll start talking about bowel, bowel habits or bathroom habits and, and whatnot, because that's going to affect how your thyroid uh, is running. And a lot of doctors, uh, again, um, traditional, they'll just uh, test your TSH. So you want to find that doctor that's going to look at all the thyroid markers. Um, so everyone knows TSH or most people, right? Thyroid stimulating hormone. And that's the marker and that's the standard for um, treating the thyroid. But there are other markers that can help give you a little bit more clarity around what's going on. And again, other lifestyle and nutrition um, tidbits that then can help to try to improve those markers. That's right. And I, and I bring that up because we were talking about going all the way back. We were talking about stress and stress can throw off our, cause then, yes, I said gut, but then also think about, you know, overall stress. Is it environmental stress? Is it psychological stress? Is it physical stress from exercising and whatnot? That's going to throw off your TSH. Stress is going to throw off your gut. Stress is going to throw off your cholesterol. So looking at all those things and, and how to reel them in, but then working with somebody. And that's what I like to do is just start with one thing because it can become very overwhelming. And that's what I'm here to do is help to just take it one step at a time and gradually, because remember it took us years to get to this. We're not going to correct it in one to two months. It's, it's probably going to take six months, maybe a year, maybe even longer, depending on on what, what you're being afflicted with. And I think a good takeaway for, because a lot of this information can be overwhelming and you may be hearing this for the first time. Uh, but the point is, is that you don't have to spend the countless hours to learn all of this and to learn these big terms. It's, it's a lot and it's convoluted and, and it's literally a chemistry experiment mm -hmm. with your body. And uh, it's our job to help you. It's your job to find the right team. It's, your job to co-labor with specialists, not a specialist, but specialists to make sure you have the right team behind you to achieve your health goals. And it's not a passive approach. It's an active approach to getting yourself better with the right team. So you can co-labor with that team and move forward shoulder to shoulder to achieve your health goals. And I think in summary, what's really important, the big takeaways are stress. If you are under either physical, chemical, or emotional stress, we have to eliminate those factors before we can really start to achieve good health and to heal your body. One of the big things that, um, well, 
I really wish I would have taken gut health more seriously a decade ago. Um, we can't help people until we, until we heal their gut. It's mm -hmm. number one importance is to make sure that what you're putting into your body isn't destroying yourself from the inside and destroying the lining of your, of, uh, your intestinal lining lining. And for me, as I went, once I started taking that seriously with my clients a decade ago, uh, not just the internal problems people were having, but the structural health and the joint pain they were having started to dissipate. Mm -hmm. And so gut health, stress, getting the right tests ordered, trying to minimize the medication that you're on and hopefully getting off it based on lifestyle changes that a good team can help you with uh, is really, really important. Yep. It's a great way to bring it back full circle. Cannot um, thank you enough for being mm -hmm. here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. I really, this is a lot of fun. Any closing words for our audience? Gosh, no, no closing words. Just, oh yeah, actually, yes. So I would say just, um, this, all this jargon and everything that we're talking about yet yeah, can be confusing. It's like finances. So it's, so how some people are probably feeling listening to us. That's how I feel when I hear people talk about numbers and stocks and bonds. It stresses me out. I don't want to deal with it. So I hire the professionals that know how to do it and that can say, Hey, do this. And I want a working knowledge because it's going to affect me. So we have to have some bit of, and that's all, if you want to, you know, I want to have a little bit of a working knowledge of what's going on, but that's, that's where we need to start, you know, finding those healthcare providers that can, you know, support us in our journey and get us to a healthier self and want to work with us and explain to us what's going on and, and also refer us to maybe other specialty practitioners, but that they all have that same philosophy in mind that we want to get to the root cause and get somebody better versus just, you know, throwing unnecessary medications. I love it. Danielle, it's an honor for you to help us with our clients when we have these challenging cases and for you to be a, a resource for us to go to. So thank you. I look forward to developing, developing this relationship further. Uh, for anybody that wants to um, reach out to Danielle, she's open. Um, she can find her at dbnutrition.net. And um, we'll put uh, her Instagram on uh, the chat below or the link below. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Uh, any listener that is uh, currently not part of our restart wellness program that is interested in speaking to us further, we offer a 15 minute complimentary restart discussion call where we can hear your story to see if you're right fit for our team to help you navigate your journey and to accomplish your healthcare goals as a team and to partner up and move shoulder to shoulder on this journey together. Uh, we hope we hear from you. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Danielle. Thank you.